got a quest. Hello, hello, another episode. What a treat. This is our question segment as a standalone episode because we didn't have time. I wouldn't feel like rushing it because we went quite a few questions to be honest this episode. So we can take our time with them and give you a little, a little something nice midweek, you know? A little something nice. Maybe we'll, this is something that we might start doing more often, maybe. Yeah, why not? It's quite a good idea. I like this idea as well. Um, obviously, Time subject to time, subject to time, but and it, it, it gives more importance to um, our interactions with, with our followers, our listeners, our patrons, which is always something that we like to do. Eh? Yes, um, our first question comes from Twitter slash X from Taco, our boy. He says, "Who are the players who have impressed you?" the most outside the obvious ones um, I love you guys so much here's another 100 episodes I love you more Taco honestly yes I love nachos more but tacos are good too tacos uh, no I, I think I like nachos but tacos are they're more of a main course mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean taco is the main course he doesn't fuck around man you, you don't nibble around, taco sure. yeah. you eat him um, for me personally, brother, to answer Taco's question, um, Goodmanson has stood out, obviously. Yes. That, that might be an obvious one. I mean, if you're a listener to the show, they're all obvious because we don't skip yeah. a beat. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But yes, um, Goodmanson, Luvumbo, Zergzi, Kolpani, Bongiorno and Sule, I would say, are the ones who have stood out to me. Yeah, um, out of the obvious ones, I, I agree with you with, with Goodmanson and Luvumbo. Um, Sule has stood out a, yeah. a lot for me um, and then th- there are a couple of defenders as well that have really become keen on this season and even last season to be fair um, Buongiorno who mm-hmm. I've I've been raving about for the past season um, yeah. I think even in the last match day he did a great job to nu- neutralise Zergze and, and before mm-hmm. that I mean Solid defender is now on a longer contract with Torino, so good to see him in Serie A for a longer time. Um, Dragosin is, is someone that, that one, I yeah. perhaps had slept on, um, but he, he's a very athletic defender yeah. um, and a very smart defender at that as well. I think he has a bright future ahead of him. Scuola, they, have, they have talent in every position. Yeah, general. General, like right? you look at the back, you have Dragosin, then you have Friendrup as a kind of yeah. midfielder, Goodmanson and Retegu. Like, that's Those yeah. are great And players, obviously you forget Malinowski, for uh-huh. example, this and that as well. Junior Mithiat. Junior Mithiat. Pongracic is another one that I have included over here. Yes, he's really stepped up since He's a horse. He's a horse. He's a horse. Um, yeah. And I also have, just just because my expectation was so low on this guy, Harui. Ah. I have Harui as well. Yes. L- like the fact that he was the, before obviously Soleil hit the ground running, it was all about Harui. Mm-hmm. It's true, he did step up and he's been very good for Frosinone. Yeah, you see that I left some out, but because they're my answers to other to questions, to ones, so yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to repeat myself. Exactly. I'm going to actually mention one of them because it's not fair. Um, Bologna's Calafiori. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. He's been great. He's, he's, great. Uh-huh, he's full back turn, centre back, and he's been mm-hmm. absolutely. Like I didn't mention Colpani because he's another <laughs> answer, but yeah. Calafiori and Colpani definitely make this list. Frank on Twitter slash X asks. Stop p- saying Twitter slash X. What's this? It's Twitter. Fuck Twitter. X. Um, Frank on X. Frank on X on the beach. <laughs> Frank, who finishes higher, Fiorentina or Bologna? This is my favorite. Uh, shall question. we three to one it? Let's three to one it. Three, Three, two, two one, Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. I love it. Wow. Um, Why? Yes. Why? Bologna play once a week. Uh huh. Granted, their squad isn't as deep, but mm-hmm. um, Fiorentina have 
a clear weakness in their team at the moment up front. Mm-hmm. Well, Bologna don't seem to have that. And Bologna are very adaptable and versatile. Mm-hmm. And I think they can adapt to their opponent more than Fiorentina can. Fiorentina will try to bring the exact same plan to every single game they play. No, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge that mm-hmm. um, and say I agree with you. Okay. But when it comes to facing the top seven, mm-hmm. who do you think would be more successful, Fiorentina or Bologna? I think that's what it comes down to. I think Bologna might be more successful, man. Mm. I don't know. I, I it's think right now they're one. on a high. I think with Italiano, he's been there for about three seasons, three years, I think, now. Yeah. now uh, and um, he's had the same issues up front. And I feel like it's, uh, people are starting to talk about it and to address it. The fact that, like, why aren't these strikers doing well? Is it a personnel thing or is it a systemic kind of thing? And I feel like the pressure is piling over there. Not to mention they have lost some quality and the fact that they're having to play Sotil nowadays, who yeah. is a hard worker. Oh, I appreciate I, his industry. Not sure he's very clever. On the I don't think he has a very high ceiling Sotil personally. Uh-huh, same, I, think, I think, to be honest... If we're talking peak, he's still a young guy, so he still has a, a long way to go. But mm-hmm. I don't think his peak is much higher than where he is right now. Mm-hmm, um, I straight up believe Bologna have a better team than Fiorentina. Um, mm. I'll go so far as to say that. All round, yeah, maybe. Ferguson, Zergze, Orsolini and all Fiorentina of Fiorentina definitely have a deeper team. Fiorentina have a deeper team, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but then Motta's system, bro. Nah, and and they, they have a full really season manager. under Motta now. Remember what Bologna did last year? And it was with half a season with Motta. And, and basically the half of the season before that w- was devastating for them because yeah. it was Mihailovic who passed away in and out of hospital. So now they finally have settlement. They've got a, a young progressive manager and they've got one hell of a squad, man. I think... They'll definitely fight for Europe. I think they get Europa League um, this year, Bologna. I think they get Europa. I think they'll... One sec. One, three, four, five, mm. Europa League might be tough, but I think they'll fight for it. Yeah. I think I think that you, yeah, you, you know, know how it is. You aim for, say, for Europa, you get conference. Yeah, yeah. And you know how it's always very tight until the last moment. We don't know who's yeah. getting conference league until the final match day. You don't know who's getting anything until you've adopted points. <laughs> Frank has a part two to his question. Mm-hmm. Who could break into Spalletti's squad who hasn't been involved so far? I think there are two or three that when fit can. Um... His most recent call-ups were Donnarumma, Merriet, Vicario, Provedella, Cerbi, Bastoni, Buongiorno, Calabria, Cambiaso, Darmian, Di Lorenzo, Di Marco, Gatti, Toloi, Barella, Bonaventura, Colpani, Cristante, Frattesi, Giorgio, Locatelli, Berardi, Chiesa, Sharawi, Keen, Politano, Raspadori, Scamacca, and Zaniolo. Those were the... How oh, I wish the I had those few. written in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, yes, for me, Calafiori. Yep. I, I agree. I have the same answer in Calafiori. Yes. I think it's a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Um, also, one who I'm, I'm surprised hasn't been involved is Di Gregorio. Granted, he's not going to start, but I think he's better than Who's Providel. Who's the third? Ah, Providel. You have Donnarumma, Meret, Providel, Vicario. I think Di Gregorio can displace Meret and yeah. Providel. Yeah. Not Vicario and Donnarumma. Probably not maybe. Vicario, yeah. but, but the other two, definitely. Yeah. Di Gregorio, on his day... He can start yeah. for Italy on yeah, his day. Probably, man. He's really good. Really good goalkeeper. Cat-like. <laughs> um, then I put maybe Orsolini, if he's fit, can challenge for a, for a spot. If he's fit, because he's uh, very in squad, and out. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But as a squad player, like mm-hmm. it's no joke what he can do on the right. The thing is, for some reason, that that position is quite saturated for Italy. Now mm-hmm. that's debatable because Chiesa can play out on the left, he can play out on the right as well. But there's also Mimmo um, Berardi out on the right, so the competition is very tough. But it's good mm-hmm. to have him as a squad player, someone you bring on. Even bro, he whips in a corner, and one of Italy's big boys get ahead too. With his corners yeah. are fantastic. His free kicks are they, fantastic. They like accelerate on the dip, eh? His corners, man. His corners. <laughs> Remember dream. that episode? You were like, Orsolini whipped in the best corner I've ever seen. <laughs> because the, I, I wasn't. So I was prepping and I had YouTube on and I was watching the the highlights of Bologna just to refresh my memory. And all of a sudden the commentator goes, What a corner! And I'm like, I've never heard that in my life. I've never heard someone freak out so much over a fucking corner. Yeah. So I like rewinded it. I watched the corner and, and, and I told you, come see, I'm, I'm about to rewind. The commentator yeah. just fucking came because of a, because of a corner. Let, let's have a look. And we're both watching it. And, and the second he kicks it, we both just go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, of course, there's Romagnoli and Scalvini. I believe they have featured for Italy before. Mm-hmm. Not on the Spalletti, though. And then there's Retegui, who's injured at the moment, who can't fight his way back into this team. I mean, there's... Keen, who's been on good form, but then you look at those strikers, the proper nines, he's the one who's dispensable, I think, here. Because they've only got three number nines, proper number nines, Scamacca, Raspadori, and Keen. Um, now you look at the contenders there, Retegui and Bellotti. Yeah. I don't think Bellotti will make it, but... Yeah. Um, no, I like I like the fact that Keen has been called up. Yeah, I same. Like he, deserves he deserves it, it. He really deserves yeah. it this year. Um, I also, like, you guys know that I'm Scalvini's number one dick rider. Um, so I obviously would like to, to see him in the Italy team. I can't help but think that, that he's probably more suited for a three at the back. And having Bastoni in the starting lineup in a, in a two at the back, that might limit Scalvini's chances. Firstly, he's still 19 years old. Secondly, having two ball playing center backs essentially having to <laughs> essentially center mids as, as 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 center backs might cause struggle when it comes to balance and they're also two super young guys so Acerbi mm. has to start for Italy yeah he has he's to start a, he's really he's the stable wow, like, as a center back yeah definitely the Azzurro magazine on Twitter said the weekend was centered around exciting youngsters, Camarda, Fabian, Sule, etc. Who are the youngsters in Italy that have really caught your eye and how high is their ceiling? So, I don't know, do you want to start? Um, I, I've listed one, two, three, four, five, six, six. I have six, six youngsters. Well. Oh, imagine they're one each, the one each. But then we'll end up repeating. Okay, let me tell you who I have and then we'll discuss them. Okay. okay? Actually, let's do one each. Fuck it. Okay. We'll repeat. I have Simone Pafundi first, 17 years old, Udinese. I have Pafundi. Um, he really impressed me. I watched him in the Coppa Italia. One game particularly got quite a few minutes because he doesn't play much because he's only 17, no. of course. But when he came on, the entire team was playing for him. Mm. He was the centerpiece of that team. And he was only 17. He's small. He's really mobile. He likes to hold the ball. He's difficult to dispossess. And at 17, that's that's very t- difficult to do against fucking grown-ass men. Like 22 is young. Yeah. 17, though. <laughs> 17. And, and to be that good at that he's age. He's merely a baby. baby. He's merely a baby. Yeah. He's got a really bright future ahead of him. I just realized that I think I misread the question and I only did Italian players. Mm. Um, but I I stand by all of them. So okay, let's hear fine. the next one. Um, Colombo. Ooh. 
How old is Colombo nowadays? Yeah, he's a young guy, Colombo. 22? Must be early 20s. Colombo, age... Okay, I wrote Colombo she instead of Colombo, Colombo age. age. This is the man who discovered America. Oh my God, literally, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Monza. Come on, man. Age. He's 21. 21. Youngster. Still very good. I Youngster. mean, he's had three very good loan spells so far. Um, he had one this one Se- especially Serie B with he's, Spal he's a fucking he's he, joking this year yeah, like. yeah then last season he was at um, remind me last season last season Lecce Lecce exactly and how did I forget that and the season Monza yeah, yeah so he's working very well and he, his growth is, is is good you know the trajectory is good now mm-hmm. he, an important part to um, the Azzurro magazine's question is how high is their ceiling so when it comes to Pafundi, I think very high. Yeah, I think, I think uninterrupted so. and with the right career choices, he can become a top player for the Italian national team. I think so. How bro. high is Colombo's ceiling, in your opinion? I think it's also very high. Um, like, do you think he can become a consistent twenty-goal-a-season striker in Italy? I think he can. Um, twenty few few players are consistently mm. scoring twenty goals a season. Yeah, um, but. If he keeps, if he keeps progressing in the manner in which he's been progressing and at the rate he's been progressing, and he settles down in a successful Milan team, mm. there's no reason why he can't become at least a player that scores between fifteen to twenty goals a season. I think so because he's 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 an all rounder. Exactly. He's he's good at dribbling. He's good at finishing. He's good in the air. He's good with his back towards goal. He's intelligent. His play is good. Yeah. yeah. It's true, I mean, and he's a proper Milan striker. Like at the moment, Milan play with a profile like that. No, yeah, Giroud, you look at uh, what Jovic tries to do. It's, it's the same profile. <laughs> um, okay, up next, I'm sure you have him if you've written only Italian guys. Uh, this mm. is Tommaso Baldanzi, 20 yeah. years old at Empoli. Um, very small player, very nifty player, very clever player, and with an eye for goal. I think that his ceiling is not as high as, for example, Pafundi's. Mm. But I, I can see him being a, uh, I can see him being a, a regular in the Italian national team, for example. I see that at least as a at least as a squad player. Again, he's still yeah. very young, so it's it's hard to say. Um, I'm excited to see him get get a move away in the uh, in the future. I think one of where, the one of the um, I think the next move, it I call it the Samuele Ricci move. Mm. You know, from from Empoli, you go to like Torino. Yeah, that's another or, exciting one. Richie. Yeah, Ricci is an exciting one, but he's been out this year. Huh? He's been out quite a uh. bit. Um, Baldanzi, yeah, I think he needs the bridge of his career now. Mm. He needs the bridge that's going to take him to greatness. Now is that bridge? A Monza is the bridge. I'm not so Bologna. sure about that, man. I think. I think as long as Empoli stay up and as long as they keep playing a good brand of football because Andrea Zoli's brand of football is indeed a positive Mm. one. I think before he leaves, he needs to cement his place there as a starter. Mm. He hasn't done that yet. Um, Granted, he's only 20. Granted, there's a lot of rotation involved with Empoli. But I think that before he leaves, he should totally become a regular over there. I think it would be... Unless he goes somewhere where he's going to definitely play under a manager that suits his style, like Monza. That's what I'm thinking. Because, firstly, I'm not too certain about Empoli's chances of staying up. (laughs) It's a long season. They've been looking better, but... 
whatever. Um, we all know how much they're struggling. Secondly, Teams like that are where you get 38 games, bro. That's where Tonali was at Brescia at a young age, like just mm. getting all those games in. But he hasn't been getting all those games. Baldanzi, mm. he hasn't cemented yeah. himself. And, and I, I genuinely don't believe that's through any fault of his own. They play mm. once a week, Jesus Christ, and he's probably their best offensive outlet. But maybe tactically he's not quite there yet. Eh? Exactly. I mean, he's only 20. The bridge, baby. The bridge. The yeah, bridge. Okay, interesting. Um, you? Colpani. Colpani. How, but this Colpani, a youngster, he's 24, 23. Is no? he? I might no, be wrong. he's younger than that. No, Colpani. Colpani age. He is 24. You're right. Wait. You're right. I initially had Raspadori as well. Also, I think not 23. That. <laughs> he's 23, okay. but I, I removed okay. him. I genuinely thought Colpani was younger than that. Okay, okay. No worries, bro. Uh, Colpani, of course, fantastic talent. We're massive fans over here. Mm-hmm. I have Luca Romero next. Okay. 19 years old, plays for Milan, broke records for the youngest um, player to feature or score in La Liga. There was something mm. like that. Then came to Italy, broke a few records with Lazio as well because playing regularly at a young age. Mm. Um I think Luca Romero's fantastic. I think he's got a great shot on him. I think he's a good dribbler. But above all that stuff, he's so intelligent and selfless. And at 19 years old, knowing when to pass and knowing when to take another touch and knowing when to shoot is often a very tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Luca Romero seems to be professional at that already, already uh-huh. at 19. And that means that he's got like this high footballing IQ that's only going to get better. And technically, he's got it as well, his technique. So I think Luca Romero can go to great lengths. I think out of all the players I have over here, I think Luca Romero's ceiling is the highest wow. for me, in my opinion. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, Romero, it's, it's like, like you can't deny how good he looks, especially like in, in pre-season and back in Spain. Um, he just hasn't been getting that many opportunities, of obviously, course, yeah. because he's playing top-flight Serie A football. Yeah. Um, but... With the amount of injuries that there have been, I would like to see him get some more playing time. He was thrown on, he, he was scapegoated at a point because he, he came on for Pulisic against Napoli. Um, and he gave away the, the free kick that was scored uh, yeah. by Raspadori. Was it him? Was it Luca Romero who gave away that free kick? I believe so. Oh yeah. God. And he, he was scapegoated for okay. it. I um, since I have realized that I made a mistake with, with this question that I thought was only for Italian players. The next one I'm going to say is Sole. Okay, okay, yes. The, the I'm going to replace my Colpani with, yes. with Sole. Sole is like a young Berardi type. I believe he scored about six goals already this season. He is on loan at Frosinone from Juventus. And he's absolutely thriving. He's fearless, man. Fearless. He's fearless. And he's really taken the team on his shoulder. This is what something... This is what Baldanzi has to do, you know? He has mm-hmm. to grab the team and lead the way, yeah. you know? And Soles doing that incredibly, man. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to say my other one, since that okay. was the replacement of, of Colpani. Ruggeri. Oh, Again, good. because I, I thought good, it was Ita- Italian. But no reason why not. He, he's... Um, He's a powerhouse of a of a left wing back. His industry is for 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 a young guy. I believe he's twenties, early twenties. For 
And you, he is, sir. You could pull up a random celebrity called Ruggieri who's 29. I was going to fucking <laughs> tell you, he's 29. No, no. He's 21 years old. Yeah, he's 21. He's a youngster. Um, at that age, to be filling in such a demanding role, a physically demanding role, which is left wing back or right wing back in an Atalanta team, um, and to be killing it mm-hmm. pretty much. He's doing really well. It's a great sign. I think he has a very high ceiling. Um, he'll he'll be a solid left back and in he's in good future. hands with Gasperini definitely alright up next I have Valentin Carboni 18 year old Ooh. at Monza on loan from Inter he's a centre back 6 foot 1 um, I like him I think he's very solid and I mm-hmm. think he has good potential and it's surprising when you when you see he's only 18 when I when I wrote his name and I looked him up I thought he was going to be like 20 you know yeah I, I thought like so 18, as well like, I had wow. no idea who yeah. was 18 Jesus yeah. that's a good answer up next Scalvini. Oh, I mean, no diggity, no doubt. 19-year-old Atalanta captain. His ceiling? Exuberant. The best, best centre-back in Italy in the national team at his time, of his generation, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's super, super. Like, wow. and, and the thing is, he also has, he also carries a, a brand mm-hmm. because he he's so good with the ball at his feet. Um, the way he plays, it's it's so slick and stylish. It's just attractive to mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I true. mean? So he's elegant. He'll he'll, he'll be like when when it comes to uh, generations, there there are big different in different generations. There are players that stand out as symbols of that generation, uh-huh. and I think in the future. In the next, talking like Bonucci in his exactly. Like, so, so like if if you were to think maybe two thousand and sixteen, thousand seventeen, Italy, you'd think Chiellini, mm-hmm, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. If you think early two thousands, late nineties, you think Maldini. Yeah. Now I'm I'm only mentioning defenders because we're talking about defenders, but I do think Scalvini in the late twenties, early thirties, could be. Yeah, he's he could good. be the staple and the yeah. face of the Italian national team. Yeah. He's that good, man. He is. He's, he's that good. Super, super player. And to be starting consistently for Atalanta, it's not a joke. Mamma mia. You have one more. I have two more. You have two more. Yes, I know you have one of these guys, so I might skip him. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say Samuele Vignato. I don't think you have him, do you? I don't have him. Okay. I think I said all mine, bro. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, I said Okay, mine. okay. Then I'll, I'll say mine. I have two more somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Samuel Vignato. He's 19 years old, plays with Monza. Very good dribbler. He is actually the brother of Emmanuel Vignato. You okay. remember the former Bologna player? He's 23 yes. years old. Now, he's dipped a bit. He, he looked quite promising as well, that mm. player. But he's at Pisa at the moment. Samuel, his brother, is only 19. He's playing at Monza. He's playing really well, man. Looks very mm. technically gifted. Yeah, Vignato is great, yeah. man. Um, great. And there's also Gaetano Oristano. Yeah. Um, on loan at Cagliari. Just, how funny, we just spoke about yeah. him. 21 years old, looking quite bright as well, coming off the bench for Cagliari. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think we're going to move on from youngsters. Yes, sir. Number four. Zorig on Instagram says, It was a handball by Milan. <laughs> now, um, guess which team Zorig supports, by the way. Shout yeah, out Zorig. No, he's you. a Fior- Fiorentina fan. Oh, that's Zorig. Yeah, yeah, that's Zorig. Okay. <laughs> hey, Zorig. Spoken voice of the fans. Yeah. Um, yes. Hey, Zorig. Been a while. 
Um, I don't think it was a handball personally, and that's not because I'm a biased Milan fan. Yeah, of course, um, this isn't the Milan yeah. Fiorentina so, game. How silly I am! This was Ruben Loftus cheek, right? Mm. Um, he had his hands in front of his body and closing inwards, mm. but that's not the thing because if his arms still extended, then it should still be uh-huh. a handball. The problem is the ball hits his torso and then his arm, mm-hmm. meaning that it's not a. So, a do you know how? No matter how much they adapt and change the handball rule, there's still always a gray area. Mm-hmm. Always, always a gray area, man. Before it was like the upper arm and then it was intentional versus non-intentional. Then it like it has to be extended and they mm-hmm. keep on just looking so deep into it. And now there's this new rule that basically if it bounces off your body and hits your arm, or if it's in a really short distance and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it and it's clearly accidental, then it's not a handball. Last night in the Champions League, it was given. There was a, a, a penalty that bounced off um, a player's body and into his arm. It was the, the Newcastle PSG. Ah, the PSG's end, no, last controversially, penalty. Uh, controversially, agrees, of yes. course, of course. Everyone so that's that's what I'm saying. I can't answer because I have no fucking idea what any refs in the world or any VAR rooms are doing in the world about this, this handball situation. Yeah, yeah. To it's me, it's one. not a penalty. A tough one. I, I dislike, to be honest, discussing referee calls. Um, I find it tedious. I, I I don't enjoy it at all. I prefer to discuss the action. I prefer yeah. to discuss other things, other aspects of football than refereeing decisions. Apart from the fact when they're like blatantly wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, sometimes they have to be discussed. Yeah. Um, Ali Amir on Instagram says, "Why is no one mentioning Juric's poor form, and why is Torino the least team mentioned in the media like they never existed?" When it comes to no one talking about Torino. It's because people don't talk about boring things. <laughs> Who talks about boring things? Torino never buy anyone in summer. They've been playing like the same kind of defensive brand of football for ages. Now, sure, there was that season where they significantly improved. There was one season they were battling relegation. Mm. Um, and then they, and then Juric yeah. came in and he shifted things around and they're suddenly where they were before that but that's the thing they they are your classic 10 to 12th team yeah they're nothing more than that yeah nothing more than that as in they're also el grande torino great history yeah. this and that but at the moment they are a very irrelevant team in that sense yeah um so Juric has plateaued yeah and he's away because he cried after a game and he addressed it. He said, I can't quite get this team to the next level. He took them from a team that was in danger of relegation, as you said, to a mid-table team, but can't quite get it mm. beyond he that. He can't ball no. on the other. Yeah. Granted, the investment from the club has improved slightly from Cairo, but it isn't quite enough no, just yet either. Zapata, Zapata like, like but it's about talent like Richie, the development, uh, they have Bongiorno, you know, these, they're, they're making smart moves. Um, but it's not quite enough yet. And they don't score great goals, so they're not often spoken about in the media. Like I remember last season, there was a stat they had never scored from out of the box. Remember okay, that? Um, they don't play flashy football, so obviously no one talks about them. They're not like Monza, for example, mm-hmm. which play a super attractive brand filled with young, exciting players. Um, they're not like Bologna. And Bologna and Monza, who are similar to their level, in theory, 
are spoken about much more. They're taking yeah. all the headlines and Fiorentina to a certain extent as well. Mm-hmm. Now that they're, a little, they're a step ahead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I think um, it's a shame because Juric, I believe, is a, is a good coach. Um, I hope he manages to figure things out. Okay? Yeah, same, same. Ben asks, are Hellas doomed this year after their lucky escape last year? This is Ben on Twitter, by the way. Mm. Are Hellas doomed this year, bro? No, it's, again, it's too early to tell. Um, they looked okay, quite good in the opening matches. Um, but I think they've regressed since that. Um, and not only have they regressed, but their spirit is much different to how it was in comparison to a couple of years ago. You look at them a couple of years ago and they were a team fighting for top 10. They At a point, I remember that one season where there was Bologna, Torino, Fiorentina and all of the... Sassuolo and all of these guys fighting who's going to get eighth and Hellas were one of them. And we had that bet who's going to finish uh, yes, above yes. each other Sassuolo or, or Hellas Verona. They're such a good team, man. They lost so many good players. And just the players that are still there since that time, I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Because they're just (laughs) watching, they're just watching their surroundings getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I've seen this film before. And I didn't like the ending, bro. Shout out Taylor Swift. Shout out Tay Tay. I can't believe she made it on our podcast. She made it, bro. She's everywhere. She's the biggest. She's the baddest. Um, (laughs) They've been regressing. They've been regressing. We saw that happen with Genoa, for example, before they got uh, relegated. If it's not this season, it's next, man. Of course, we're talking about the Hellas Verona, who at one point had DiMarco, Rahmani, Amrabat, Simeone. Fucking hell, I'm missing missing players. Like, there were so many players over there. So many good ones. Simeone. You said Simeone Roasted Um, Roasted But yes um, I think The only way they survive Is if their defence stays fit Because they are quite a tight unit And can Mm. be difficult to penetrate And if second season Saponara kicks in Second part of the season Saponara Because honestly They need a creative spark I think Duda Mm. Is actually being quite good Yeah He he had had a couple good games Yeah Um, So I think Two creative avenues in Saponara and Duda and then having Juric or Bonazzoli up front and in Gonj of course in this situation mm. as well in the equation in the mix I think that might just give them just enough to survive and I'm not talking about a great survival I'm talking about like fourth before the last yeah, yeah. maybe man maybe yeah. maybe we'll see um, Alan on Instagram and our patron, friend, lover. Do you think Lecce should consider to play with two up front? I think Banda's output has been lacking for a while. He could use a break. Piccoli has looked fresh when entering. Unlucky to not have scored more than one. Could it be worth a shot to try Piccoli together with Kristovic? Almgvis slash Strefetza more centrally behind them. For me, Banda's game versus Verona was the straw that broke the camel's back. Attacks end when he receives it. Could have received a second yellow. Messed up Piccoli's chance when he was in a clear offside position. Ran less than Juric. Was he playing with a fever? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we talked about this a little bit in the last yeah. episode, in yesterday's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a it's a cool concept. Four three one two. They have good midfielders. Blen, Ramadani, Udon, mm. all those guys, right? Um, I think they can 
pick three good midfielders. Then you have Piccoli and Kristovic up front. And in that pocket, you can pick between Strefezza, Banda, Almqvist. I think it can be a nice exchange. And to be honest, Lecce have also plateaued a little bit. They've lost themselves from the way they started the season. So maybe, yes, a tactical switch-up could catch teams off guard. And having two dangerous weapons in the box could be could be good. That's what I was going to say. In fact, like when a team is either lacking quality or not performing up to standard, it's the most important thing is to utilize any players that are showing stro- any form of strong form. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. In, a, in, a, in addition to that, it's also very important for teams to have plan Bs. So it's also important for them to try out something new and see how that goes. But but I think my, my former point stands out the, the most in what I'm saying. Um, when your players aren't playing that well and you have players that are playing well and you're keeping them on the bench. Mm-hmm. Hello? Like- yeah, exactly. I mean, it's true Christopher started the season on great form scoring goals, but you look at Piccoli, he's been more At the moment, he's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were Lecce doing last year? They were choosing between Cissé and Colombo according mm-hmm. to who's, exactly. who's in better form. But yes, Alan, um, I think you should manage Lecce. I think you'd be a great coach <laughs> over there. <laughs> um... The next question comes from James Pecorella. He said, Salernitana versus Lazio. Second yellow card not given to the defender of Salernitana in the first half would have completely changed the outcome of the game. What was the defender trying to prove with his reckless run to the foul? Of course, he's talking about Gyomber mm-hmm. over here. It was a clear second yellow card. We discussed this in the episode. We said that probably the referee thought, I've just booked him and I'm going to send him off. I'm going to let him mm-hmm. get away with a warning. That should never be the case. Um, Gyomber, of course, is 31 years old. He spent three years at Roma between 2015 and 2018, where he played six games. And after that, he dipped and he hasn't quite... You know, got a foothold yeah. or return to that level again. And I believe there's a reason for that. You know, he's a Slovakian international from 2014 up until now. He's featured 32 times. He's played for Bari, Perugia, Catania. And now um, he's played 85 games at Salernitana. Yeah. Look, I think he's not a terrible defender, but I think this is his level. And um, these lapses in concentration and rush of blood to the head um, will keep him at this level to be honest because he does have games where he's super solid I don't want to be too harsh on him but mm-hmm. but yeah he was lucky over here and he could have totally lost Salernitana the game yeah I, I just I, honestly I mirror his question I have no idea what the fuck he'd be doing in that, <laughs> yeah. in that scenario like <laughs> who knows like like what man like, like he had the opportunity to go for the ball yeah. over there or at least shield, body, something. But the way that he went in for that is, is amateur at best, man. Yeah. I wouldn't expect to see that in Serie A. But like you're saying, it doesn't. It 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 was one bad thing that Gyomber did. Obviously, he hasn't had the most stellar career in the world. But but he he's in Serie A. He's had a couple of good games. But like you said, this is this is his level. He yeah. he won't get any higher than Salernitana in Serie A. Yeah, I think the natural next step for him in his career is Sassuolo. <laughs> so he can make a few mistakes over exactly. there as well. Make a Get away pop. with it because Berardi bring, will score a hat-trick. Bring back Vladimir Kirikes, <laughs> pop him at the back with him. I think that's God, the way to please go. no, man. Um, we also missed a question from Dennis, bro. When we mm. had episode 100, he sent, he sent this question in while we were actually recording, so we didn't see it. Um, he said... Did you guys ever imagine reaching 100 episodes and what impact did the pod have on your lives? Ooh, good question. 
personally, I did think we were going to reach 100 episodes mm-hmm. when we started because we were so into it. And at no point throughout these 100 episodes have we ever said, let's stop. Yeah. Or even hinted it or say, we've said we don't feel like recording today. Um, we've had situations where we're getting ready to record. We start fucking arguing and shouting at each other <laughs> to calm down and make friends to record. That happened <laughs> once in particular. I don't know. <laughs> let's breathe, bro. Let's breathe. Let's breathe, man. All right. Fucking can't stand you. I All right. Remember, Hello remember. and welcome. <laughs> I remember I told you, just like, give me five minutes. Don't talk yeah. to me. And because we were arguing over something, it was Roma. like a debate. Uh, ah, there was that time. Was there was another Roma. time. There was another time where we could decide we're doing a special episode uh-huh. and we're preparing it in very different ways ah, we're talking yes. about like oh an, an introductory episode for people just getting into Serie A yeah. and I was saying we make it more historical about teams like if we're talking about Napoli let's mention their history let's mention mm. this city let's mention Maradona and you're more Bro, it's about this season. Let's talk about how they play ah. a four-three-three formation. Let's was talk about how like they're meet, offensive. Meet the teams, like meet the teams of this season. That's yeah, what but that's, 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 that, that. and you were like meet the teams. That. Like this is a history lecture, which would also be very good content. But but. They're, they're both good, but I remember we, like, and this wasn't us arguing over. Um, uh, the concept, but we had already deeply prepped for exactly. it. Both of us, we had done. <laughs> so work. none of us want to conceal. Like. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, just yes, say. but we should do mine yeah. because <laughs> it's the whole lot of that. I remember I told you, bro, give me ten minutes. Don't talk to me. I'm gonna think and I'll get back to you. And you were like, "Eck, you're just gonna." Sit in silence and think like, I, I, right, like I'm trying on. not to be angry with you right now. Just give me 10 minutes of silence and I'll think. The other one was funny of Roma. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was either It you- was an action-packed game. I don't know what... Because I, I had watched the game, bro. We had watched the game together. Yeah. But for some reason, my argument, probably because sometimes when you're in the moment, you kind of let flow overtake or, or passion overtake um, knowledge. Um, and I remember saying Roma's main problem is that they're not creative and that they can't create chances and I was like well actually (laughs) and they had they had missed like 19 chances it was a game against Atalanta um, like two seasons ago or last season but I I remember I was like well why don't you just pause and tell me that I'm fucking everything up and so you keep calling me out like (laughs) because it's meant to be authentic (laughs) But those were the two occasions. Yeah, so those were the two, the two only ones. I yeah, think. the two only ones. What other than that? But twice in a hundred episodes isn't bad, which means no. that within the next ninety-eight, uh-huh, we'll have another two. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and what impact did the pod have on your lives? Um, I can no longer meet people during the week because I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that for sure. Yeah. That for sure. Um, definitely watching more football, which is yeah. good. Definitely watching football a bit differently. Um, then I used not not too differently. I still watch it like I'm a kid, basically, yeah, but yeah. but a, a bit more analytical to use that word. Um, yes. Also, like I I don't know, but I I work in a company where sometimes they need someone to step in for a podcast or step in in front of camera and stuff like that, and it's a company with quite a big following. Yeah, um, it's you porn. If you <laughs> 
<laughs> it's free hour in Malta. Um, so because I picked this up and, and I became decent at, at speaking on a microphone or on camera, stuff like that. Um, I have a podcast with them now. It's called Growing Pains. It's doing really well. We, we speak about um, young people growing up in Malta. And they also use me for some ads where I speak on camera, explain some shit, some campaigns. So it's also given me like the opportunity and the confidence to do something like that. Fantastic, bro. How much are we getting paid for that plug, huh? <sighs> I mean, it's about time that they they plug us. Exactly, no? man. Come Free on. Hour. I mean, you're on the pod. You should just throw it out. Last time on, say, uh, Spotlight, you it listen. reminded me about yeah, growing yeah. up in Malta. <laughs> you listened to um, episode one, but I, I was just calling it the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> I can say the name. I'm like, I'm like, say the name, bro. Say the name. Like, yeah, all of Malta's youths listening. Say the name, bro. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's how it's impacted our lives. Um, and I have, we have many contacts around the world now who just message us whenever something crazy happens in Italian football and that's so much fun yeah um yeah this community that we have created would not be a community if we didn't exist we are essentially gods wow bro (laughs) there you go yeah well done Alan and Andy wouldn't be bouncing Theo and fucking Matthias wouldn't be talking about the the prem you know what I mean yeah I mean Matthias doesn't really talk about the prem though no, but they've referenced even even Santi and Matthias referenced uh, yeah. the Prem every Santi, now and then. Santi and I would say the the Premist mm. to use it as a superlative are Theo, Mint, um, Santi. Santi. But those are the ones that yeah, are supporting support. English teams, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. and Andy, of course, yeah, mm. they're, they're the Premist. But know? but like I would say, most of the chat has good knowledge about course, Premier League. Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, it is a very popular league. Um, not our favorite. It's the, it's the second best league in the world. It's, not it's our great cup quality. of espresso. Not our cup of espresso, though. <laughs> but anyway, bro, now shall we wrap this up? Let's wrap this up. Don't forget to follow us, rate us, love us, message us, or kiss Matthew us. Matthew would want worship us, apparently. Wor- worship <laughs> us as we are your gods. But thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week, yes, obviously. Yeah. Or tomorrow. <laughs> or tomorrow. No, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get one tomorrow. more question. <laughs> Fuck it, bro. Come over after work and record. So since Jake's moved out, I've been at his house right after work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday. Yes. And I have separation anxiety. So <laughs> I don't think this is going too well. Yeah. Um, I, I must say it is a pleasure to have you, bro. Thank you I want you to much. feel as comfortable as you possibly can. In I'm here. so comfortable, bro. Yeah. I'm so comfortable. That's great. Uh, I, I, I shat for the first time in your bathroom today. With the, and I have no doors. I only have curtains, guys. Yeah. Um, so that's how comfortable how I am. That was good, man. It was good. It's a nice bathroom. It is a very nice bathroom. There's yeah. a chair in it for some reason. It's like a four-star boutique it's cause, hotel. because we don't have a bath. We like to put the laptop on the chair so we can watch something while we bath. You fucking... That's beautiful. Yeah, I need well a bath tray. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us, rate us, message us, love us. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. This is Serie Spotlight. If you like Serie A or have ever liked it in the past, it's a good opportunity for you to listen once a week and you'll get filled in. In the football weekend, that's like the main dish. But then a few days later, you drop your episode and that's like the dessert. 
and the dessert is just perfect. It's good, the cake. It makes it feel like we're all sitting in a room together, just BSing with each other. The atmosphere is fantastic. I promise nobody will ask you to send boob pics. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I love how you go into so much detail and show so much passion towards each and every team. Literally, no team is left undiscussed. When I listen to you, it's like I'm talking to you in a pub. It's like I'm chatting to a friend and you're chatting to me.